The young Steelers defensive lineman might be a reason why they could be a top five group in the NFL. That, the new linebacker, and what might be happening with Anthony Miller at wide receiver here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked on Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting app and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes on your Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, we bring it your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen every day. And today we're joined by a guy who's there every day, Alan Saunders. He's, he's always at the Steelers facility doing, getting something. Getting something I wasn't there today, Chris. I wasn't there today. This, this is true. Neither of us were there today because they – listen, we won't be at a Steelers thing until training camp – players report for training camp in Latrobe on July 27. That is how long we have until we got to, like, be back out in the field. Uh, but – Let's talk about a few things here. We will get to the news about the new linebacker they signed and what that means and Anthony Miller, the wide receiver, uh, who tweeted out something that might mean something for the wide receiver group in a bit. We'll get to those in the later parts of the show. But I wanted to start off talking about some of the things that we got that we were talking about with Carl Dunbar, the Steelers defensive line coach, about this defensive line group um, and how it relates to, you know, the outlook for the, for this for this defensive line moving forward. Now, Alan, you guys wrote a story um on your thing and it was really you know it's just looking at pro football focus ranking rankings and everything but pff is, is is projecting the steelers to maybe have a top five defensive front in the nfl this year which i don't think is like that's i don't think that's going out too much on a limb because i think that the steelers have a very talented defensive front but i, I think a very big part of this what could make it that or even better is if the two young guys that they got leal and benton truly deliver this year and they don't have to be superstars this year but if they if Liao kind of takes a step up from where we saw him last year it shows natural the natural growth that should come from a third round pick in his second year and if Benton is just a solid run stuffer I really think that there is that that a top five prediction there isn't even that aggressive of something to say about this Steelers unit well I mean I'm not sure that the depth even like needs to like I just think the starters are that good. Like I, I don't, I don't know that. Like th- there's a lot of. I mean, I, I don't know what PFF's methodology in this is, and and as always, nobody really knows what PFF's methodology this is. is in everything. I don't know. Yeah. So like, ah, that's one of my problems <laughs> with that website, and that I think they have a lot of good information. I just wish they told us how they made it. Um, but you know, look, look. I mean, Cam Hayward, really, really good, right? The edge rushers, yeah. um, you know, TJ and Alex Highsmith. I mean, uh, probably the best in the league, right? I mean, Larry Ogunjobi, not a slouch. If, if that's your fourth best starting defensive lineman, I think you feel pretty good about that. Um, Keanu Benton, I mean, I think he's a good draft pick and a good scheme fit, and we'll see. Um, DeMarvin Leal, like, certainly, like, I just think they have good, like, their starters are so good that when you have a second-round pick and a third-round pick, and that's who we're talking about as, like, fifth and sixth guys, that makes for a really good defensive line. I, I hear you on that. I think it does. 
Carl Dunbar, when we were asking them about the youth, the youth on the defensive line and what it does, he had a lot to say about Leal's flexibility and what he's able to do in different positions, but also just what having new new blood on the defensive line does does for the Steelers. Here was Carl Dunbar last week when we got, got to cut up, catch up with him during Steelers minicamp. Leal's a football player. He's a defensive lineman. He plays inside. He plays outside. He's a smart, athletic kid that you can play almost anywhere on the front of our defense. And I think... That, that makes us more flexible, and it makes him special. I think it's always good to have young blood in the room. You know, it keeps everybody else young, and it keeps me growing as a coach, you know, learning new things to try to get them on the field and do the things. Because sometimes as a coach, you get comfortable with veterans. You know what they're going to give you, but you get a guy like Leal who do this and who do that, and it keeps your eyes on film, and I think having young blood in the room is great. So Carl Dunbar talking there specifically about the young players. First of all, talk, talking about talking about Leal and what he brings to the table. I, I I did feel, and I said this a lot last year, that Leal, if he didn't get hurt, he he could have done a lot more of really good things for the Steelers last year. But the reason why I'm harping on on the depth here, uh, Alan, one thing uh, that uh, that that we, that we've been talking about that uh, that that is going to be very important, I think, moving forward with how. The Steelers front office is uh, is is operating. We talked about in the the new era of of Omar Khan and uh, Andy Weidel being there. Andy Weidel, part of what he did for the Eagles was being able to have those waves of defensive linemen. And not everyone was Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave and things like that. But you had guys coming off the bench who would if if an offensive line was tired from dealing with those starters. They better they better get, drink some water because those guys was gonna were gonna come hard at them and I think that that's where the Steelers could be with Hayward Nogunjobi as a one two punch there with maybe a Benton or a Fajoko going in there in between them if they're going three four and then that next line being Benton and uh, Leal or Fajoko or Armin Watts or, or, or any of those guys I think that they're in a good position to stagger the, the, those waves of depth going at people and make it so that, you know, you get to the fourth quarter, Cam Hayward, Nogan Joby, they haven't played 90% of the snaps. They're fresh and ready to go and maybe even imposing their will a little bit more later in games. I mean, that's a big takeaway about this spring from DeMarvin Leal is he's just such a pest. And yeah. I love that about him. And he has such energy for a big guy. And like, I just think like, man, if I'm an offensive lineman and I got to block Cam Hayward all day, and then, like you finally wear Cam down a little bit, maybe you start running the ball. You kind of get him, kind of get him hands on his hips a little bit. You know, like you're starting to feel good about yourself. And then all of a sudden, it's it's he's out of the game and it's 98 in there, being a pain, like giant pain in the butt. Like I think that's a great point about the Eagles and their waves of defenders. Like what they add is so unique, and I don't really think the Steelers are there yet. But I, I definitely think they're starting to build that sort of. Set. I mean, you think about a guy like um nick herbig also like on the outside like he's he's not a fully developed player where he's gonna be able to, to sit there and go half a game but i think he's got like a lot of quickness for that position and some little like deceptiveness and like hey if you only have to use them for like 10 plays then those it's it's a change up for the pitcher you know he doesn't have to throw yeah. you're still gonna throw the fastball 90 percent of the time but having a really good change up makes you better, right? Like, even if you only throw it 10% of the time. I think that's what the Steelers' defense is getting with these guys. And also, like, a little bit of flexibility, too, right? Herbig is a little guy for an edge. He could probably play off ball. He can run in coverage, certainly. Like, 
you're not going to have Alex Highsmith cover very many guys. Like he can go drop into a flat once in a while, but he's not running down in man coverage, right? Nick Herbig is athletic enough that he could play on the outside and drop into man coverage. Leal's on the field. Does that mean he's a three tech, a five tech, an edge? Mm. I don't know. Benton, is he a nose? Is he a th- like, I think they just, they've given themselves versatility and options that are just going to make them a lot more difficult to play against. In addition to having that top group that is really good. So yeah, I mean, I, I love the depth and I love the versatility of the depth and the way they can mix and match pieces. And I think another big part of this is there are so many different styles of football just in the AFC North that you need to have some of those different types of players like Keanu Benton. When the Steelers, come out and, and, and when they play uh, Cincinnati, he may not leave the bench. And when they play Baltimore, he might play every snap like that. <laughs> that that's, like that's the difference. Like, because those, those two offenses are just so different. Very different. Yeah. And obviously we haven't seen what Baltimore's offense is going to look like this year, but Cleveland, you know, like a little bit more of a traditional run heavy team, a lot of two tight end, but you know, like really you think about it, what we've seen from those three teams, the last couple of years has been the Bengals, three wide receivers, Every single play, the Browns mostly two tight end run first. The Ravens like two tight ends, three tight ends, seven offensive linemen, a fullback, yeah. an H back, yeah. yeah, a quarterback that runs like Tom Rathman. I don't know, you know, like that is a <laughs> random reference. <laughs> Big tough dude, man, hard to tackle. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna put a a, a nickel corner and say, oh, you're responsible right. for Lamar, right? Mm. Like you need big dudes in there, and a lot of them, right? And so I, I just think that they're in a better position to deal with injury and they're in a better position to deal with different kinds of offenses. You think about last year, like they were pretty good run defense, but they got in some obvious run situations and they struggled that the Raiders, uh, the Ravens game at home, that Patriots game, they couldn't stop the run Mm -hmm. at the end. I think they're in better position with the depth they've created to be able to hold up for a whole game and still be able to make those big run stops at the end if they need them. I hear you, and I, I think that is a big part of what they need to be able to do is stuffing the run, especially in key situations in the game. It got away from them in some key losses last year, and the Steelers also said, you know, Cam Hayward talked about Brian Flores was a big part of fixing that. He's not there anymore. They need the guys to help with that. I think before even getting to the quarterback, these young guys, they have to be able to stuff the run better than uh, the Steelers' depth players. Um uh, but uh, you know, you know, moving moving forward, we'll talk more about that as the offseason goes along. We get a closer look at some of the matchups. We'll see. Uh, but we got to talk about some of the new moves that are being made or, or might be being made here by the Steelers in just a minute. Here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, stick with us. We'll be right back in a second here. But first, want to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at FanDuel. FanDuel, of course, is America's number one sports book. And right now, with Major League Baseball in full swing, there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. Now. If you go to FanDuel Sportsbook right now, FanDuel has a, has a deal for all new customers that gives you a no-sweat first bet, which gives you up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win on FanDuel Sportsbook. And again, that's $1,000 back. So just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. And when you sign up today, you can claim your no-sweat first bet on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss on your shot, out on your shot on no-sweat first bet back up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you join FanDuel today by going to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up make every moment more with FanDuel an official partner of Major League Baseball Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission
Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Alan Saunders from SteelersNow.com. Alan, want to talk to you more here and about a new addition that's been made. A report came out that the Steelers uh, have, have signed a new linebacker, but it wasn't Deion Jones. They didn't trade for Isaiah Simmons. They didn't you know, get Devin White or some big name guy. They got a Nick Kwiatkowski, uh, a veteran guy who's going to be 30 years old when the season starts. Uh, he's actually 30 years old now, but uh, a, a veteran linebacker who's bounced around the NFL for a bit. Most recently was with the Falcons last year. Didn't play much there. Um, and then, but he's, he spent two years with the Raiders, four years with the bears. And he comes in as a guy, first of all, a local guy, Bethel park, you know, from, from Western, from Western PA, um, you know, and, and that's awesome and everything. But um, I, I look at this move and they also released safety Scott Nelson officially to make space for this move. But I look at this move, and I don't think this addresses at least the box that I think they need checked as far as another linebacker who can contribute with the the top two guys. Because I think Cole Holcomb and Landon Roberts, solid, good, run-stuffing starters who can kind of be, you know, guys that handle everything in the, in the middle part of the um, uh, middle part of the field. But um, – uh, I, 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 you know, it makes you wonder, do they see that as a necessity? They brought in Quan Alexander before, uh, at least to talk to him about what the potential is. There's still plenty of time for them to make a move before training camp, before training camp if they wanted to. But how do you see the addition of a Kwiatkowski impacting their, their pecking order of the linebacker situation in Pittsburgh? Yeah, it's not really clear to me. It's not a move that I think, um, you know, has like an obvious, oh, he's there uh, kind of thing. Um, I th- I just think the biggest thing was that they they absolutely need one more body. They only had five inside linebackers on the team. You need at least, a th- you know, three deep to go into training camp. And so they needed a guy. Um, he has g- good experience. It, you know, he had a, a good couple of years with the Chicago Bears uh, when they first came out of West Virginia. Things kind of didn't go well with the Raiders. He signed a big contract there. Um, he played well when he was healthy, then he got hurt, then he came back, couldn't really get back into the lineup. Um, it wasn't playing by the end of his time there, got cut for cap reasons, went to the Falcons last year and barely played at all. So basically just special teams. Um, and so, you know, he's, he's kind of like a middle of the road guy, you know, he's to me, I think it's, it's, I just think the Steelers have that. And then there's not an obvious fit where, I think there is this glaring need for yeah. some coverage skills from their linebacker group. Yeah. And not to say that he can't cover, but he's certainly not a specialist, right? You know, he's like more of, uh, you know, more like a general guy. You know, honestly, kind of like reminds me a little bit of like Rob Spillane in some ways, you know, mm. like similar, like tough, stocky dude, you yeah. know, like a physical I just think that they in the Landon Roberts and, and in Mark Robinson, they have a lot of that already. Now Roberts isn't gonna play special teams and I don't think uh Robinson was a great, you know, he he had very limited exposure to special teams last year. So mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe there's something there. They have Tanner Muse, but they I don't know, maybe so to me this feels like that that now sets up like a competition like who's the number four inside linebacker. Um, between Kwiatkowski and, and Tanner Muse. I just, I don't think either of them really bring to the table what the team should be looking for for that spot, given the skill sets of the other three guys they have there. I feel you on that. And, and let's not forget, this has been a mission that the Steelers front office has not accomplished in years in finding that coverage replacement guy for Ryan Shazier. 
because that, that that's what they've been on a hunt to find that they thought they had it in Devin Bush and maybe they did for the for, for a rookie season because he was solid as a rookie but obviously he got injured his second year never returned back to the way that he the, the trajectory that he was on before that and I was it was just like okay they need to reset here but like if you re- you remember in 2018 when they tried it with John Bostic and they tried to like get, bring it in, uh, it worked for a little bit, but then eventually passing offenses is like, we're going right at those guys. We're going to target the middle part of the field. We're going to wait for you guys to have to drop into a zone because we get mismatches. And then you're going to have, you know, your middle linebacker who's a run stuffer covering Keenan Allen in space. And that's just not going to be something that you want, but it's so this would be something that, that we, that we take advantage of, which every team take advantage. The Steelers do it all the time. Even Matt Canada uh, as offensive coordinator, uh, that's something that they pull off. But that's why I think it's so important that they, Omar Khan, he's been very aggressive. He's done a lot of things that I, I think have been stellar as far as setting up th- this upcoming season. I still think coverage linebacker, a guy who's of a caliber that can that can be interchangeable with Roberts and Holcomb as your top two guys and be a top third guy at your linebacker position, that is a must, in my opinion, if this defense is really going to be a top five defense as uh, as they, they, they want to be. Yeah, and I think, I mean, maybe the answer there is Keanu Neal. Like, I, you know, they did maybe. play him there uh, some during OTAs. He talked to me about that, and he said, oh, it's actually really good. You know, he's like, I don't want to. Said it's it's tough to be put in a box. I don't want to put myself in a box. Um, the Cowboys, you know, said, "Oh, we're moving you to linebacker." When they signed him, uh, he didn't have a great year there. Uh, he moved on, but he certainly has that uh, in his in his toolbox. And I've you know we've seen him there. I think he looks okay there in terms of pure coverage. I mean, he's pretty much ideal for that role. I think the the question then becomes. Uh, you know, can is he strong enough at that point in the run that they can play him against those Bengals teams where it's like three receivers all the time? You know, like I think that's mm-hmm. that's the question is like you know that you almost need for those teams you almost need two three down linebackers right because you need someone that can take Joe Mixon out into the flat. You need someone that can run down the field with a tight end and then be able to fill in on running plays. You know where you're you know sometimes you're not even you know you're outnumbered and so i i just think they they're a guy short there whether that's look they could have two three down linebackers and they wouldn't need any more right i mean that would be the ideal situation if they had two really good starting inside linebackers they could just play every snap and they don't have to worry about anybody else that'd be perfect they don't have that i think short of that they have some runs run focused pieces that i like in roberts and robinson I'm just not sure they have the pass half of that arrangement. Maybe that can be Neil. Maybe Neil can just be the pass half sort Maybe. of thing. But um, then you're still guessing, though, every time you're out there. Like you're saying, like, oh, look, Roberts is in the game, so we're going to run our slot receiver at him. Oh, Neil's in the game, so we're just going to hand off, run, right? Yeah. Like, anytime you have that where you're kind of giving away your defense of weakness by your personnel, it, it is definitely a disadvantage. And I, unless they add somebody, I think they're going to be in that. I, mean, I think they're probably going to be in that regard. I still think even if they're going to do run and pass, they could use some more pass side help than just Keanu Neal. I agree. It's still a need. So, uh, and, and this is no shade at Kwiatkowski, but it's we're talking about you know the, uh, the the needs of this team, an experienced, you know, solid or athletic linebacker who fits a specific role. And Kwiatkowski is just, he's not that guy. He's, if anything, he's probably pushing Mark Robinson for the fourth linebacker spot uh, if they were to sign another guy. Because right now he's, 
more so fighting for a third linebacker spot because you know in in uh in, in minicamp it, it, it was you know robinson was out there getting a lot of chances and we talked to him a lot this this you know throughout this uh this offseason about what he was able to show now and not to be this guy but like i i, I okay fine i have no problem being this guy but like i like mark robinson a lot i just think the I hype has, i think the hype has maybe I, I the hype is like here and, and mark is like like okay just just forget his name is Mark Robinson and how much you like him. <laughs> Think about this, okay? The guy is a second-year former seventh-round draft pick that played about 30 snaps last year, all of which when someone else was hurt against a team that you knew was going to run the football. Like, that's not exactly someone we should just be like, future starter. Like, you know, I think I think we're a little bit ahead of ourselves on on mark robinson and i really like him i'm not saying that because i i don't i just um i think he has a lot of work to do and i think he's let's put it this way i think he's closer to not making the team than he is to starting right Mm -hmm. like if we're if we're lining him up there and so i I definitely think we're and he's he's making the team but uh, your point is is that like I would be more shocked that he was a starter on day one than I'd be if shocked. He was like, oh man, right. he didn't make the team. That's crazy. Right. Well, I mean, look, if they go out and sign another inside linebacker who likes Quan Alexander, someone yeah. they talk to like that. Okay. Then he's on the job. It, it would not surprise me if he got cut then because he's like we talked about, he's not that good at special teams. Like then your right. fourth linebacker would just mm-hmm. be a special teams guy. So like, you know, I, I think this is a pretty significant, like of all the places where the Steelers need more help. I think this is number one to me i agree this is the biggest need and that's something that we'll definitely talk about more this week as we look get to look at more of the options out there as far as how they're going to fill the roster spots he's alan saunders i'm chris carter we'll be back in just a minute here i want to talk about a tweet that anthony miller put out it might be suggesting there's some shakeups coming in the wide receiver room we'll talk about that in just a minute here on the lockdown steelers podcast stick with us we'll be right back Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Alan Saunders from SteelersNow.com. Alan, uh, we're just chilling on a, on a Monday afternoon, nothing big going on, and uh, then all of a sudden, we we see this tweet around 4.05 Eastern time where Anthony Miller just says, thank you, Pittsburgh, with a, a black heart emoji uh, in there that comes out, and uh, immediately, uh, everyone's like, well, guess that means that that's done. And uh, Anthony Miller, a guy who like last year in training camp was turning heads for being a slot receiver, then got hurt for the entire season, didn't play, and then he was back for mini camp this year. And you know, this kind of makes sense to me that you know if they were if they are moving on from if that's what that tweet meant, uh, which I, I think it will will will, will mean will mean that um, it kind of makes sense to me with all the talent they've added to that room this year. You've gotten big guys like Akeem Butler. You've gotten fast guys like Jordan Bird. You've gotten veteran guys like Allen Robinson. You still have Miles Boykin. Uh, Gunnar Olszewski's still there. I, all those things line up. But I want to ask you, how does this end up? Like, what's the what's going to be the final pecking order of the wide receivers here uh, with how they're going to use th- these guys? Well, it's funny because today I was working on – I'm doing my first 53-man roster projection. Find oh, it at SteelersNow.com tomorrow – today? Today. So as you're watching this, maybe, or maybe a few hours later, you if you're an early mind. bird, because I'm I'm not. So like, <laughs> you're, you're not getting that at 7. Um, and so I had Anthony Miller not making the team, and I kind of looked at it and I was like, I just don't see how it works. Like, and especially – 
know, he just wasn't available this spring. Like he was dealing with, uh, I believe it was a hamstring um, and, and wasn't around and wasn't available. So it was hard to kind of really you know, stack him up. But I thought like some other guys uh, certainly sort of started to enter that conversation. I also just think, you know, the, the emergence of Calvin Austin is who I think is in a pretty solid spot as their number four wide receiver really limits the utility of like how much would you want like okay I, Allen Robinson I didn't is going to be the Calvin starting... Austin's name in that mix of guys when I was talking about earlier I was just but that, At, that's how deep they are Allen Robinson is going to be the starting slot receiver Calvin mm-hmm. Austin's probably going to be the number four and is exclusively a start receiver Allen Robinson mm-hmm. can do everything right so do you need another guy who is exclusively a slot receiver and is also not a special teams contributor like i just didn't think it worked out and so um and the injury is frustrating available you know best abilities availability missed all last year banged up again this year and so i i think you know that that's probably uh what the story is there but you know i thought look anthony miller was going to make this team last year like he had a really good training camp. He was looking solid. And even like before they got Robinson, I was like, he's probably as good of a slot option as anybody else for this year. It just seems like uh, a couple guys passed him. And I thought some of those, some of those less Harold, like Des Fitzpatrick, I thought was like really impressive to me during OTAs as a guy that I didn't really have super high expectations for that came in. Hakeem Butler is tantalizingly big and fast and certainly has some, some securing the catch issues, but um, I, you know, I just think to me, this, this makes it seem like either they're not going to keep six wide receivers. And, and I think that's a possibility because you know, looking at the kickoff changes, like, are they really going to need like, like last year they had Gunnar Olszewski, Steven Sims and Miles Boykin who were all key like multiple phase special teamers from the wide receiver position. If we're not returning any kicks, like do, do we really need three of those? Like could, 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 could they get by with two? They've got some tough cuts somewhere else. So, I mean, I think just maybe there, there's only five receivers they want, or if there are six, probably a good sign for Gunner, probably a good sign for Keem Butler, uh, Miles Boykin. Like there's a lot of guys there. I just think uh, uh, it's deep and, and he wasn't healthy. And, and that's probably what's going on there. I, I hear you on that. Health, health is definitely a part of this year, but it, it's a it's a it's a packed receiver room with guys who give you different skill sets, and you know not a not a packed receiver room of proven threats that Newell will you know just flourish this year. I'm not saying all all that, but you know your one two punches Johnson and Pickens. You know those those are the guys. Allen Robinson being the next guy out there who you, you just plug in the slot and can move around a little bit and gives you some flexibility with those top three guys. Calvin Austin, the speed that he brings to the table, and frankly, I think that you know, Calvin Austin, not just the speed, but I think that the, that what he could do with the ball in his hands, I also think he's going to be a better receiver with his hands uh, than uh, than people might might expect. Uh, I think that he'll he'll he will be able to be formidable in that respect. It's going to give you a lot of flexibility, and then it gives it, it, again when you're talking about those are your top four guys. Who do you keep around for a fifth and a sixth option? Gunnar Olszewski's still there. Miles Boykin's still there. Uh, Hakeem Butler's still there. It's a it's going to be some tough decisions here, and there's going to be some I think some Steelers fans who have their training camp darlings that are going to get their hearts broken, and you know by but you know by somebody. It happens every year. There's somebody like oh man, like like if like who was the Tuzar Skipper? That was the big one, you know, years ago where it was just like was like oh man, Tuzar Skipper, he's going to be this, he's going to be James Harrison, and then he was cut, and it was like what? How, how did that happen? Uh, but I, I look at this receiver group and I see 
they've got speed, they've got route runners, they've got size. That is a really great mix to be, to have on an offense that ultimately still you're don't you're not planning to air the ball out a whole lot here. Kenny Pickett is not going to be throwing I, I don't think 500 times this season. Like maybe not even 400 times if the Steelers uh, the Steelers have their way with with the way they want to run the football. And I think that that's totally fine when you look at the assortment of talents that you have on their on their roster. But it it could create some real big mismatch opportunities if the Steelers are creative enough and if they're able if they're good enough at running the football and forcing defenses into some some uh some different uh personnel sets that could be a big key to making life easier for Kenny Pickett and throwing the ball down the field yeah I mean I, I think it's just a good it's it's it adds up to to what I think is a lot more opportunities for Pickett I also think it's going to be more impactful in the running game um I mean Allen Robinson's a good blocker Calvin Austin has the tools to be an elite jet sweep guy. I think that's certainly going to be a part of their offense in terms of whether it's a jet sweep or a bubble or, you know, moving, you know, make probably the biggest core tenant of the Matt Canada offense is making defenses defend the entire width of the field. That's part of what a jet sweep is doing. I think having that speed out there is going to be a big deal. And I, you know, I think Frisman Jackson made a really good point that like George Pickens has a lot, to, a lot of room to grow too. Like this, this could be a really good receiving core. But I think it could. could I think it's. I think we're. I think we're. You know, compared to like, okay, the defense, right? Where we just talked earlier in the show, top five defense. I think we're doing a lot more projecting with the wide receivers. Like, there's a lot of hoping and and thinking. And and I think there's there's talent and there's ability to get things done. But I think we're talking about guys, and even we had a long conversation not that long ago. How good is Deontay Johnson? Is he an elite wide receiver? Is he just very good? Like, I think the guys at wide receiver we're talking about. They all sort of have the, the tools and the skills to be really good, but none of them have really proven it yet, whereas they have done that, especially for that top flight of guys on defense, and then you know we're maybe doing some projecting with those underneath-the-table guys, uh, whereas on offense, uh, I think really all of them are, are kind of – there is hope for them to be better than they've been, but they haven't gotten there yet. I hear you. They haven't gotten there yet. And, again, the, the hope is nice. And I think that part, but this is part of every roster. And I'll, I'll finish on this point. Every roster has parts of it that you're very, very confident about that. You feel awesome and excited, you know, to, to see what they're going to do. And they have parts of the roster that, you know, either you're a, you're dismayed. You're like, this is going to be a rough year with those guys or B you're like, okay, these guys are unproven, but we like a lot, some of the things that they're bringing to the table. And if they hit on a couple things, that group could be a group that we're just as excited about moving forward. And I think that's, where the Steelers wide receiver room is right now. This isn't a group that you're looking at and thinking like, well, they're going to be bad. It's a, look, it's a group that you're looking at and it's like, hey, they have some strengths, but they could have more strengths if these guys deliver. And that's what we're looking at with some of these younger guys here. And we'll see what happens with the Anthony Miller situation. He hasn't officially been released as of us recording this podcast, 9.19 p.m. on a, on a Monday evening uh, here, in, here in mid-June. Uh, but if he is, what other room does that make for the Steelers? We'll talk about that when it happens here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Alan, thanks so much again for joining us here. I'll let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. At A Saunders underscore PGH on Twitter, at PGH Steelers Now. There's the site, SteelersNow.com. We got that 53-man roster projection I teased earlier. Also starting our All-90 offseason series where we'll write one big story about every player on the team. We wrote about Alan Robinson yesterday. I think we got Patrick Peterson coming today, starting with a couple heavy hitters, and we going through those all through these uh, five or so weeks until we get to training camp. 
I hear you. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun ride. Go to SteelersNow.com to get all of Allen's work along with Nick Farabaugh and their team there. Thanks again, Alan, for joining us. I'm your host, Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. You can read my work at the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, post-gazette.com, where I write on all, all things pit athletics. You can also find my work here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast Monday through Friday, every day, breaking things down on your Pittsburgh Steelers. We appreciate everyone who checks us out every day and makes us that makes us their first listen. And if you want to support the show, go on Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars with a positive comment do both at the same time you get a shout out at the end of the show like this video subscribe to it if you if you if you're enjoying the show and you want more great content we'll be back tomorrow with more in your pittsburgh steelers right here on the locked on steelers podcast 